Jesus, you are bigger than what we call you. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the great I am, the omnipotent and omniscience God. Lord, we thank you for you are the reason why we are here. We worship you and we welcome your presence in our midst this morning. Thank you, Lord Father, for honoring us this morning with your presence. Thank you, Lord Father, for your presence is here, Lord, to do good, to liberate us and to give us joy and pleasures. We worship and adore you, Lord. We thank you this morning for this service. We pray, sweet Holy Spirit, that you take preeminence in today's service. That as we worship you, as we praise you, Lord, Father, it will come to you as a sweet-smelling sour in the name of Jesus. Amen. That every soul and every heart that has come, everyone that has stepped into their, their feet in this place this morning, Lord, we will all have an encounter with you. In the name of Jesus, Lord. There will be a significant miracle, blessings that we will receive from you today. We thank you because you have come, O Lord, Father, to bless us. You have come, O God, Father, to speak to us. You have come this morning, O Lord, to fellowship with us. Thank you, Father, for honoring us, Lord. We worship and adore you. We say, take absolute control, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the living Jesus. Please, you can have our seat as we bring out our Bibles. Take our Bible reading this morning from Psalm 64. Psalm 64. Book of Psalm 64, if you are there. Are we all there? I want us all <laughs> together. Psalm 64, verse 1. He said, Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemies. Verse 2. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked. From the rebellions of the workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongues like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrow bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. They encourage themselves in an evil man matter. They talk of lying slay secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquity. We have perfected a shrewd, a shrewd scheme. But the inward thoughts and the heart of men are deep. Verse 7. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly they shall be wounded. Amen. So he will make them tumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. Hallelujah. 
all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider his doing. Verse 10 and the last verse. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. Praise the Lord. That is God that we serve. He's a defender. He said, though they might plot those secret evil, he will scatter them. And I pray that God will scatter every evil plan concerning our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to read Psalm 23 together. Psalm 23. Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 23. From 1 to 6. Are we there? Yes. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forevermore. Praise the Lord. We take the last verse and we speak it into this new week. He says, Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me this week, all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Praise Master Jesus. If you are sure you are convinced that the goodness of God will follow you this week, I want you to rise on your feet and shout hallelujah. If you are sure that this prayer was for you, that you know that you are convinced in your heart that this month, not just this week, that you are going to experience His goodness in your life. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. And if you are convinced beyond doubt, as the Bible says in Psalm 64 verse 10, that the righteous will celebrate. And if you are sure that you are the person that is being referred to in that place, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. God bless you. Welcome to church and have your seat gloriously. It is well with you. What a season. Don't be discouraged by anything because this season God is going to visit you and your story will change in the name of Jesus. Amen. On behalf of our members that are in uh, my board, they have switched the night shift. So the majority of them are on night shift. They will not make it to church, but they are in spirit with us. They send their greetings and we will keep praying for them as we ask the Lord to bless this church this month, that this church will experience prosperity in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Let us congratulate one another. Welcome to this Sunday to the month of prosperity. God bless you. What a moment. What a moment. Our God is not a wicked God. 
God is not wicked. God is caring. God is caring. God is caring. He knows our trials. He knows our tribulations, which is why he made a promise that he will never leave nor forsake us. So don't let whatever burden that, that is weighing you down be a distraction because he's going to come through for us this month. In the name of Jesus, prosperity through obedience. That is the topic for today's service. Now we are going to do much of prayer. I'll take some minutes to share the word of God with you. We pray. We take charge over this month. This, we, our lives, our families, we need prayers. We need prayers. We need an evidence. We need prosperity to happen to us. We need prosperity to happen to us. We want the promise of God in our life to begin to manifest. That is why we are convinced that God will see us through prosperity, through obedience. Let us open our Bible to Jeremiah 29. We're going to read all the way from 9. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29. If you have the Bible, can you read it for us? Yeah, we are also apologizing for the, the speaker. was not fully charged because of lack of power. Jeremiah 29, um, verse, verse 9 to 11. Can somebody read it for us there? Praise Master Jesus. Whatever version you have, it's okay. And if you're not there, I can, I can read. Now the Bible says, Because they are telling you lies in my name, I have not sent them, says the Lord. Now this is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things that I have promised all the good things that I have promised to you, that I have made as a promise to you, that I am going to do it for you. You have been in that situation last month. That terrible circumstance that has been a problem on your life. I don't know what that challenge is now, but God is telling to you, telling you now that I am going to do all that I promised to you in the name of Jesus. I don't know if I'm talking to someone today. This, this is God's promise to us. He said, because they are telling you lies. People have been discouraging you, making you look hopeless, making you think that your life is horrible. But he's, he's telling you now, I am coming to do for you all the good things that I've promised you. We're going to find out what he promised. And I'll bring you home again. I will restore you. Bringing home is a kind of restoration that happens when a man travels and is brought home from captivity. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. I know the plans. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. He said, they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. This is what God is telling us, each and every one of us. I want you to begin to imagine what you have been praying for. That thing that you have been asking God for. That thing that you have been demanding for. This is that moment that they will come to pass in your life in the name of Jesus. If you believe so, shout hallelujah. It is God's will for mankind to prosper. In the beginning, God made everything beautiful and perfect. Then he made man. He arranged all these things. He organized the earth. He blessed the earth in abundance with mineral resources, natural resources. That everything that you will need to survive, God made those things available before he made man. You see, it is God's will that you live in comfort, in abundance. But because sin came in, everything started scattering. 
So now we understand that it is originally God's plan that you live in prosperity. No, it is not God's plan that you live in penury. It is not God's plan. So don't let any person deceive you. Prosperity means sufficiency, to have enough for each day. That is why Jesus said, when you pray, pray, give us this day, our daily bread. You are going to need a daily bread for each day. You're going to need an open door for each day. You're going to need favor for each day. You're going to need his divine direction for each day. Sufficiency, that's what prosperity means. To have it in abundance, to have enough for each day. To have it in abundance, to experience it and turn around that you have not experienced before. Now let me tell you, talking about prosperity, it's not just about having money. Having peace in your family, having love in abundance in your family between couple, between between a husband and wife, between parents and children, having a spiritual explosion, faith, your faith prospering, increasing. That when you speak over something and it happens, uh, that is another form of prosperity. So it's not just about the money in the account. Uh, talking of prosperity, is abundance of passion to do His will. Abundance of passion to do His will. And He said to Isaiah, if you will obey me, you will eat in abundance. We, we need the passion to do His will. We need prosperity in our passions to do His will. When you have, when you prosper, your passion will be evident in the way you walk for God. These are the things we are asking for. That God, the will of God for mankind is that He will have that expected end. Now we have an understanding of what the expected end is. Is God a liar? No. God has never lied to his servant. He has never made a promise. He said, even though that you are in that situation, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to keep the promise that I made towards you. But then we're going to discover that there are certain things that we need to do to enjoy prosperity in our life. Open with me Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 11 to 19. Okay, we're going to see what we need to do to enjoy prosperity in our life. In as much as God is ever considerate, He works with principles. Our God is a very principled God. He said, His eyes does not behold iniquity. So a man who is living a kind of life that does not please God cannot receive from him in as much as God allows his rain to fall on the bad and the good. But not every rain that falls on you will give you blessing. If God's will is not that the rain will make your ground to bear fruit, it will not bear fruit. So that, is, that, that, that means when you are living a life of sin, the rain that is falling on you is just to fall into to make your, your, your ground wet. That's the truth. A sinner cannot ask God of something and receive it until he does the will of God. Now, Isaiah says, Isaiah chapter 1 from verse 11 says this. He said, what makes you think I want all your sacrifices? What makes you think I'm excited about the things that you bring to me every Sunday? What makes you think that those things give me joy? That those things can make me do those things that you pray? Says the Lord, I am sick of your bunch of friends. 
He said, I am sick of your burnt offerings. I'm sick of the sacrifices, the tithes, the things that you put in an envelope to give me. I don't need those things. God requires much more than these things. He requires much more than this. He said, I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood. Hi. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. All these demonstrations. God said, I don't have pleasure in them. I, you, are, you, I, you know, sometimes when I look at myself, I say, God, I don't even have time for you again. I'm full of excuses. Look at how this environment is. It makes me sad. And we don't have time to, to, to dress this place. He is going to require us to do much more than just coming here every Sunday. We're going to make sacrifice for him. He said, I'm not interested in that, in that ritual of coming to church every Sunday. That is not, that is not what I'm interested in. I, I, I need much more than this. He said, I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls, lambs, and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony, the things that you do? Who asked you to do those things? How did you know that I'm interested in these things? He says, stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings that disgust me, says the Lord. As for your celebrations of the new moon and Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. Your political meetings, even in the church. Your power-hungry meetings. I don't have interest in them, says the Lord. I don't have interest in those things. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are burning to me. God was, at this point, so disgusted with Israel. These are the things that Moses stated that they should do. But suddenly God had discovered that they have become a religious people. They are just doing it. And it was not from their hearts. They just want to do it. Let it be that they have done it. Because he was the one that gave Moses these instructions before. But he now discovered that these guys have become more religious. They don't have passion for what they are doing. So he said, these things, they disgust me now. I'm not, I don't see them anymore. I don't, I don't appreciate them anymore. God is, God is demanding much, much more than the usuals. He said, when you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. I will not pay attention to your prayer. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. Jeez. For your hands are covered with blood of innocent victims. Now, 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 now verse, verse 16 says, wash yourself and be clean. Purify yourself, change your ways, get your sins out of my sight, and give up your evil ways. Then he, he, he went further to say, learn to do good. Have you been good to somebody lately? Have you been doing things to be a blessing to others? He said, seek justice. At every given opportunity that you have, where you see people are being oppressed, speak for them. He said, speak for them, for the oppressed, even for the widow in your community, in your neighborhood, where you see them being oppressed. Speak for them. These are the things that God is demanding. 
These are things that he is asking us to do. A paradigm shift in the spirit, in our attitude, in our behaviors. Don't come to me. Acting religious when you, in your hearts, you are nowhere near me. <laughs> is it? Is it defend the cause of orphans? Fight for the rights of widows. And then in verse, in verse 18, see what he said. Come now, let's settle this. That after you have done all these things, then you can come to me. Let us talk. Let us talk. After you have done all these things that I have stated, then you can come to me. Let us let's, let us now talk. Then what you'll be saying, your prayers will make sense to me. Your prayers will make sense to me. After you have, you have done the things that matter to me, then you can pray and I will answer. The troubles of a righteous man, they are plenty. But then he is going to have access to God's divine help when he begins to do God's will. When he begins to do God's will, he said, Then come, let us settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Then where our message is taken from verse 19, he said, If you only obey me, you will eat in abundance this morning. God is talking to us this morning. If you only obey me, you will eat in abundance this month. If you only obey me, you will live a prosperous life this month. If you only heed to my instructions and precepts, as the Bible has stipulated, you will live in abundance. That is the key, the password to prosperity this month. It is not on what was said on the pulpit. No. When you go home, you begin to ask God, is there is there something that I'm not getting right in my life? As you have clearly defined, am I not getting out? Is this why I'm having my struggles? Am I not doing your will? Am I not doing your will in your secret place? You pray, say, Father, is it my lifestyle that is hindering my life? Is there something I need to start addressing in my life? Is it my choice of friends? The way I, I, I attend to people, the way I commit myself to things, is it what is affecting my progress in life? Last night, I was way down because I was asking that question. I said, Father, what could it be? Am I not passionate enough? I don't know, am I not crazy enough? Am I becoming religious? I ask God. In my secret place, I make such prayers. We must make that prayer. Why are we not moving? We ought to move. Why are we his children and we don't experience his goodness as we ought to? We begin to review and evaluate. Even the minister is subject to change. He must sit down in his house and make that change. Or else one day he will get tired and he will run away. So God is giving us that opportunity being the first Sunday of the month to look at our lives and ask him to help us do his will. So that as he has said in verse 19, if you will obey me, you will eat in abundance. Last week I was sharing a message as the speak later to me. The Tower of Babel. Then I understood that it was not because they were building a tower that God became angry. God, God, God read their hearts. God sees our hearts. He scans our hearts. Kai. Man was becoming ambitious. Man was seeking liberty to live the life that he wants. Man was beginning to question the principles that have been guiding him since God made man. He was beginning to imagine himself as superior. That I don't need God anymore. This is, this, this, this is happening right now. People are becoming 
They don't fear God anymore. Even as the Bible said in Matthew 24, that it will happen. People don't have the fear of God anymore. They are living carelessly. They are changing their sex. They are changing their gender. They are questioning God's authority. And they don't even want to be called Christians again. You don't go to schools and see daily devotions anymore because people are disconnecting from God. So man has begun, has, has started thinking independently. They said, listen, listen, we are now coming to Babylonia. Babylonia is a place back then. That's how Babylon came into existence. So there is like United States now, people were beginning to gather at that particular place. There, there have been this awareness of what you can do with, with your skills and all that. So Scientology came in, they started innovating and creating, and they, now, they can fly to moon now. So they are, they are thinking that they cannot do it, that, that they can do without God right now. So they say, we, we have become powerful. Let's build a great city so that we will become famous. That was, that was what was wrong with man. God has seen his heart. A man wants to become God. <laughs> So God said, let, 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 let us go to them and scatter them. And God confused mankind. And man, man started speaking diverse languages. And where there is confusion, there is no communication. And where there is no communication, there is no meeting. And where God confuses your enemy, they cannot gather against you. You see what happened? Because they could not talk to each other anymore. They could not gather that will be the situation of your enemies in the name of Jesus. Yeah. They will not be able to sit down together to plan ill against you because they will not understand each other again. That will be the person in the name of Jesus. Yeah. So we are going to pray this morning. And we are going to take our prayers from Psalm. It's very Psalm 65 verse 9. If you can quickly open it. Psalm 65 verse 9. I want you to mark that place when you go home. Continue to pray with that place. It reiterates God's promise towards us. He says, you take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. It provides a bountiful harvest of grain. For you have ordered it so. For you have made the earth beautiful. We have enough water to wet our ground so that this month we will have a bountiful harvest. Don't stand up if it doesn't make sense. But at this month, cause my ground to be fertile. Let your river wet my ground. Let this month be my month of harvest. I want the place that I step onto to be fertile. <laughs> The Father, let the ground that I step onto this morning, let it be fertile enough to favor me. Don't you want that prayer? Don't you want that to be your testimony? That today, that everywhere you go to this morning, everywhere you step onto this morning, oh God, everywhere that I go to this morning, is it my business place? Is it the house of a customer? Let my ground, let it be wet. Let it be wet for bountiful harvest. Is that your prayer now? Let it be wet for bountiful harvest. Are you making that prayer this morning? Say, Father, this June is my moment of prosperity. I am tired of my situation. Are you tired or are you not tired? Are you not tired of the way things are in your life? Are you making that prayer? Father, I don't want to continue struggling. 
I want this month to be so, so, so rich for me, to be so fertile for me, that in my stepping out and coming in, it shall be for favor. I am praying for my family now. I don't know if you are praying for your family this morning. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as your word has testified, let it be so in my life. Let the ground that I step on to be fertile. Fight enough for great harvest. Let this month be my month of harvest, oh God. Let this month be my month of harvest. Let this month be my month of harvest. Are you praying now? Are you praying this morning? Let this month, let this month be my month of harvest. Let this month be my month of harvest. Let this month, oh God. Let this month, oh God. Let this month, oh God. Let it be my month of harvest, Father. Let it be my month of harvest. I want to pray for your family. Pray for yourself. Open your mouth and make that prayer. Say, Father, let it be my month of harvest. Let this month favor me. Let this month favor me. So, Father, we ask that this month it will favor every one of us in the name of the... He said, you take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. Making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water. Let the water of God wet your land. Let that be your prayer. Let your water wet my land, oh God. Let your water that has nutrients, has the abundance of wealth, of opportunities, oh God. Let it wet my land. Are you making that prayer this morning? Let it wet my land. 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 Are we making that prayer this morning? Are you praying for yourself? Let your water wet my land, oh God. Let there be an evidence that your goodness is real in my life, oh God. Oh, let it wet this place. Let it wet this church, oh God. Let your water wet this church, oh God. Let your water wet this church, Father. Is that your prayer this morning? Say, oh God, let your water, let it wet the ground that I step onto. Let it wet the ground that I step onto. Let it wet my ground, oh God. Let it wet my ground. Let that be your prayer this morning. For no reason should you be silent unless you don't need this prayer. I don't know what you want God to do for you this month. I don't know what you want Him to do for you this month. Even this church alone needs the witness because there are certain factors that will be uprooted this week in this place. So we are asking Lord to let His water flow in this place. Let His river wet this place for harvest. Let this river wet this place for harvest, oh God. Let your river, oh God. Let your river, oh God. He said, make the ground that I step on this month fertile and prosperous, oh God. That is your prayer this morning. Make the ground that I step on this month fertile and prosperous. Make it fertile and prosperous, oh God. I want to harvest abundance. I don't oh, I don't want the status quo to be my situation anymore. I don't want the, the, the life of management where things happen once in a while in my life. No, I don't know what your prayers are. But heaven is hearing you now. Father, I don't want the once in a while blessing again. I don't want the once in a while blessing again. Are you praying now? I don't want it. That was in a white job offer. That was in a white connection. That was once in a white call. I want a steady call. A steady call of opportunity this month. Are you making that prayer, beloved? 
Are you making that prayer, beloved? Say, Father, let that be my portion this morning.